Are there any vegans in the house? I hope there are some vegans in the house. It's Friday. Can we? We got to Friday again. Can you believe it? Happy Friday, vegans. It's so hard to not abuse animals. What is so hard about not abusing animals? This is a channel for This is a channel for This is a channel for Oh my vegan friends and lovers. Oh, you beautiful VFFs. I'm so happy that you're alive. You know, we started out going live once a day, then it was twice a day, and now we're here on Friday. It was a year and a half later, you know. I thought I'd go live every day for a, for a month. And every Friday I feel like, God damn, we're done in another week. God damn, we did it in another week. And, you know, every Friday we have a very special guest, and this time it's Lucy Munson, and I'm stoked about that. Um, today is my last night in Norfolk. It'll be my last night coming, being in, in Norfolk, Virginia, ready to do PETA 2, the action of the, we're going to go out on tour, we're going to have a great-ass time traveling America, and uh, tomorrow... I, I, we're going to be in, uh, we're going to still be in Virginia. We're going to go to a university in Virginia and I'm really excited about it because we're finally out doing outreach about vivisection, uh, with our amazing VR mobile VR studio where we'll, where people will be in an, in, in an experiment, like they're going through an alien analogy, right? Like where they're going to be abducted, an alien abduction analogy, where they're going to be experiencing the things that animals experience every single day. And most of the campuses we're visiting are campuses that have labs on their, right there, right where the students go to school every day. So it's something that they, they maybe unwittingly are supporting they don't even know what's going on most people don't right man so this is the end this marks the end of a week of uh, being in norfolk virginia and tomorrow we set sail with our mobile virtual reality studio and i'll be driving all around to campuses all over america i'm super excited about it uh, i can't wait to show you what's going on with that um Let's see who else we have here. Let's pound that like button. Thank you for reminding me. Please pound that like button. L Lucy's already in the wings, but I wanted to just remind everybody that we have a new shirt available. A new shirt is available right now. At, it's called, it says, Don't Use Animals. And it looks so dope. Look at this, right? Are you kidding me? On all three sides, so we have activism and activist shirts because activists wanted to have shirts that had um, all three sides. So no matter where you are in an activist situation, you have some kind of vegan messaging. And everybody said they wanted that. So that's what we're doing with a real simple message in the front, a V on the, on the shoulder, and vegan, of course, on the back, just so everyone knows what the heck we're talking about. So please head on over to veganofcourse.net and please 
check that out. Also, I forgot to thank our Patreon subscribers this morning. I'm very sorry about that. Patreon subscribers, thank you for everything you do. Membership subscribers, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you. Everyone watching on Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch, please do us a solid and go over to veganofcourse.youtube.com slash veganofcourse and subscribe there. That's where we're monetized, so that helps out a lot. Cool. Now that that's out of the way. Um, also, wait, 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 wait. Veganofcourse.net. There we go. There. And now at the bottom of the screen, you can see that. All right. Well, like I said, thank you, everybody. Are you still in? Are you still doing a show tomorrow? Tomorrow is Saturday. Saturday is my one day where I won't, where I don't do shows, and I'll be driving. So no show tomorrow. Tomorrow's Saturday. Sunday though, we still have Sunday school. Sunday school is happening. That is with Vegan Yoga Mama. I can't wait to see her. So that's the plan. And I'm gonna try to work in more late shows like this one. This is the first late show since I've been on the road. So we're gonna try to work in more like that. And I hope that you guys will see me there. Thank you, ethically based ex omnivore. Love it, man. Um, I was in Paris today and I ran to a guy wearing a VOC shirt. Dude, he wrote me. He said he had a VOC shirt. He's gonna send me a picture of him in Paris in front of the uh in front of the Eiffel Tower. It was the Big Bird shirt, right? Did you did you really did you really see him? Because he wrote me that he wore his vegan Big Bird shirt, um, bigbirdisdead.com shirt, and that he wore it in front of the Eiffel Tower and gonna send me some pictures. I can't wait to see it. I'm so glad you're here, Jess. Jess, vegan pundit is here. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was so cool. It's so cool to see someone in Ireland now, in England, in Paris, wearing shirts that were designed by yours truly. Here's one who's on there, Vegan Arcuter. This is a shirt that we sell on the veganofcourse.net website. Please check it out. Yes, I did. He is going to take photos. That's what he promised me. He's going to send me some photos. Wow, what a coincidence. VOC people fighting each other all over the world. Well, of course, because we're VFS, we're vegan friends forever. Um, today we have Lucy Munson on. She's super cool. She's an activist that I found through the VFF community, which I was, I'm always happy. If you guys know activists that you think should be on the show, it's not about subscriber number. It's not about how many people, there's nothing like that. I've heard that before. Like, oh, well, I don't have enough subscribers to come on your show. That's not what this is about. It's about building community. It's about meeting other activists. It's about finding out how to make more people active in our community, how to make more people active for the animals. And that's why we do this show. So if you know someone who's an activist that you think is doing good work, please let a kitten know, stick it up, you know, send me an email. Just uh, stick it up in the comments or the chat, you know, and let me know because I'm always looking for good guests who want to talk about veganism, especially in that intersection of where they become activists. I am uh, intensely interested in that. So please, please do it. All right, let's go. Our first guest and only, sorry, our only guest today, her name is Lucy Munson and she is ready to rock and roll. Let's bring her on. Hey, how are you? Hi. Welcome. I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Thank you for the nice introduction. You, did you like it? I'm always so- I felt like a star. <laughs> <laughs> you are a star. You are a star. Are you- um, why don't, why don't you introduce yourself though, just so I, so who am I talking to? Why don't you, why don't you give yourself an introduction so we know? All right. So I'm basically an activist based in Montana mm -hmm. and I Big do a mainly, state. yes, yes. Uh, I do mainly outreach, uh, I organize events with, with the free as well. 
Uh, I'm starting to go a little bit more in legislation with a group here, which is very exciting. And nice. uh, and we have also a radio podcasting, um, a vegan radio slash uh, podcasting here in Bozeman as well. So yeah, that's you, mainly what I do. You do radio. You do radio work as well. Yeah, it's like a community uh, thing. So you know, like uh, anyone can come and do it. You know. Yeah. And we we have different like slots for people, and, and we have one. <laughs> wow, that's really cool. That's something that I've always you know like community television, community radio. People forget that that is still a great way to reach people. Mass communicating, right? It's super fun too. And and it's like, you know, people have their radio on in the background. And so they don't really know yeah. it's going to be a vegan show. But then like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. What are they talking about? This animal rights thing. What are they doing? In Montana too. Like. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I've been to Montana. I haven't been to Bozeman, but I have been to Missoula. And there's some people out there. There's some vegan options and stuff. Were you raised out in, were you raised out in Bozeman? No, I come from France originally. Yeah. That's what I kind of I kind of heard that I didn't want to be presumptuous though. <laughs> uh, well, merci. Did you? Um, what What brings you to Montana? Well, my husband. Yeah, I came here for him. Oh, did he? Did you know it was Montana when you met him? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I hear a lot of a lot of Europeans they meet Americans they're like, oh, you must live in uh, California, or New York, and you get over here and you're like, I'm in Wyoming. Well, actually, Bozeman is is quite like it's. I mean, it's it's still a city, right? It, I mean, what's really cool about Bozeman is that it's a city, but in nature, there's a lot of nature and a lot of trees. So, mm -hmm. and I never was someone who liked the city, so I'm I'm glad <laughs> this is perfect. Um, <laughs> especially keeps... ranch country, like I think I'm so happy that I'm here, like in a in a city with a campus for outreach mm -hmm. is great. But also that's in ranch country. Like I'm so happy <laughs> there are rodeos. Like I can do so much here. So um, you that's know. true. Like when you're in an area like that, it's almost like it's good for activism because there's enough enough places to raise hell, right? I mean, like I've always thought that when you live in a conservative, if you're a, a person with a liberal revolutionary idea set, it's better to live in a conservative area because you can. There's there's work to be done. You know, when you yeah. if you live in LA, there's there's still work to be done. There's a lot of great LA activists, but it's it's a little easier, isn't it, than than in Montana? I like to be parachuted like in the spot where there's no vegans and there's no activists. And did you drop in? <laughs> I mean, there are activists. Like there are like they, we have a good group, but um, I'm sure there. You know, obviously there's less than in New York or some big place like that. Obviously, so. So I um. I have only had a few French people on this show. I've been doing this for a year, a little over a year. I've had only a few French folk. And um, they tell me it's a little hard for French. Were you vegan in France? Or how did that all get started? Were you raised by vegans? No. Oh, I wish. <laughs> um, no, no. Yeah. I mean, I agree. But I don't really know if it's that uh, different, especially because when you compare France to ranch country, like, Mm -hmm. I think it's probably the same or it's probably worse here. But um, in France, yeah, I, I feel that like the identity, like identification with the culture of um, cheese, etc. And like, yeah. like, you know, the cultural thing is so and also the identification with uh, we are the the fair people of, you know, like uh, the de like the democratic nation or something, you know. Right. Like, yeah. It's, it's, yeah socially. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. You know, because like I, 
yeah <laughs> i don't know if it's worse here or in france but yeah it's not great <laughs> yeah Especially if you're in the, the rural area like i was uh, you were in from rural france you're in kind of provincial france or uh yeah it's yeah, a little suburban more i guess suburban so a lot of a lot of croissants and uh <laughs> yes actually <laughs> But a lot of choco croissant. Yeah, it's uh, I, I hear it's hard. So, what made you? What made you made the make the switch? How did you? How did you? How were you exposed to ideas that animals had rights or animals didn't deserve to be used by humans? Well, actually, it's a weird story. Like I had already, I knew that in my mind. I mean, I was. It started when I was like um thirteen. I already knew that there were vegetarians around. Like mm -hmm. that was a thought. <laughs> but I basically I was at a food truck with my dad, and there was this machine that was electrifying mosquitoes, and it was so that the they wouldn't get in the food. Yeah. And uh, and so that I remember, snappers, right? Like a, yes, like... the yeah. electric thing, mm -hmm. whatever. And um, and I remember being completely shocked by that, especially that it would have been preventable if we had just not gone to a food truck, you know. Yeah. And and then I I realized that no one else was batting an eye at it, and I was like, what the hell? And and then I realized that we were buying a burger made from a pig, etc. And I was like, okay, wow. So just because of, and I knew that it was um, that there was a possibility to be vegetarian. And so on my way home, I kind of like was weird like uh in a in a weird soup in my head and then i sat down at the at the table and i told them okay i'm not gonna eat animals anymore and they all laughed at me <laughs> and so you know, this silly girl wait how old were you uh, i was 13 at 13 the, yeah and so i you know they said oh well we'll see if you last uh you know tomorrow and then it was a week and then it was a month and then they made fun of me you know they make fun yeah. of, uh, they made fun of me at school sorry and then, so I did research. I went into, you know, like what you go through as a, when you discover these things and you become vegan, you, you learn about all these atrocities. So I did research. I found earthlings. <laughs> I don't think I went through more than 10 minutes. And then I, I found a lot of different things. Uh, and then Gary Rowski. Um, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I, I watched it like, I don't know, two or three times. And uh, I wanted to be vegan. I told my parents I, I'm going to be vegan, but they were like, no, I, don't you dare because it's not possible health-wise. And oh, then I said, that, yeah, you're going to die if you go vegan. Yeah, okay. And I was, I mean, I was still like, at that point I was, um, yeah, like 14 or something. And and uh, so they were like, you know, like, don't, don't you dare. <laughs> and mm. then I said, well, I mean, you can't force me. I'm just going to be. And then I became vegan. But then... And that's kind of the, I mean, it's not kind of, it is embarrassing, but I went back to vegetarian a few times, vegan, vegetarian, vegan as a teen until I was 20. And that makes, I mean, people are always embarrassed by that, but I feel like if you're in your teens, it's just hard because other people, there's so many, you're so, you're in under so, so much peer pressure, so much familial pressure, so many people like buying your food for you. It's just it's more difficult when you're a teenager, you know, I was vegetarian and I didn't really know what veganism was. And when I turned 25, I went vegan, but that was perfect for me. I was living on my own. I was by myself. I was making my, buying my own food. I didn't give a shit what anybody else thought anymore. You know, 15 year old me was not that way. And so I, I completely understand that. Hell yeah. Gary Yarovsky says turning veganese. It's funny, yeah. you know, like I've been it's talking awesome. about Gary, and um, a few people that I was staying with had no idea who I was talking about. So I put on the best speech, you know, and um, 
And they were like, what? I've never heard of this guy. I was like, fucking what? You never heard of Terry Dubrovsky? <laughs> and so today I was talking with the media, like one of the main media people for PETA. And he's training me to do the media um, sound bites things for the thing that I'm doing right now, the abduction tour. And I said, yeah, like Gary, you're right. And he's like, yeah, Gary does this and this. He has all these tactics. And we talked about Gary Yarovsky. It was really cool because they knew each they they know each other, right? Because he worked for PETA when he made that speech. That was a PETA speech. So Oh, really? Oh yeah, he was working for PETA when that speech. Yeah, that was a PETA speech. He did Damn. it. He, yeah, he was with PETA for like six years and they parted ways and they don't talk anymore, but they were they were to get they were like this. For like six years so hold on i have a fangirl moment yeah. <laughs> that i want to say um we were doing documentary screenings in my town and mm -hmm. we want we wanted to ask like permission for his speech you know uh to mm -hmm. to actually show it and and so i emailed him and then he answered me and it was like fangirl moment oh really he answered <laughs> yeah 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 i was like damn you know oh man that was he's yeah, a hard guy was... to get a hold of these days yeah i mean yeah I, I guess I was lucky, and, and I know it's completely fangirling, but come on, he's a legend. So, Sky said, "What are you even vegan, bro?" <laughs> when I was in when I was in high school, it was harder to be. Uh, I was vegetarian when I was in high school, that's for sure. And then I was, uh, it was just harder. I just didn't know what the hell I was doing. Uh, when I was old enough to make decisions for myself, I was hardcore vegan, and I have been for almost twenty years. So, come at me, bro. <laughs> I think it's worse when you've you've been vegan and you know how to do it mm. and you choose to go back like I did mm. <laughs> uh, because I had been for a few years mm. and mm. then you know for I mean actually there's gonna be a live stream about this <laughs> um to kind of trying to figure out you know to help with the ex-vegan mentality thing but um, yeah yeah Tell Alex O'Connor to be vegan in France. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard. Oh that my he, God. Why can't he do it? How can, I heard it's so hard in France. Why can't Alex O'Connor be vegan in France? What the heck? It's it's so damn easy. I, I mean, I became vegan like in 2012 in France. There were like, way less options than when I left in 2018, and even in 2018, it was like, everywhere. Like, I mean, yeah. It's um even if if you wouldn't have that, like you would still have um the option to cook for yourself but like the it's it's the same and i was in a suburban yeah. area and the store like especially organic stores it's incredible like the amount of like, like it's com completely yes <laughs> but, yeah um, it's but, so i mean it, you don't need to be french to know that but no i mean he goes what in 2022 whenever that shit went down he couldn't find an option give me a fucking break i i was it was 2006 I was in, I moved to Virginia in 2008, rural Virginia, and I still stayed vegan. I wasn't like, oops, it's a little more difficult now, so I guess I'll just change my entire worldview. You know what I mean? It's just so ridiculous. But when it's you went harder vegan, for the animals or for you? Seriously? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's always going to be harder for the animals. No matter what you're going through, they're going through 10 times, 100 times, a million times worse, right? I mean, it's just so ridiculous. Why is Gary's picture not hanging in the PETA house? <laughs> They're not friends anymore. They don't get along anymore. But they did for about six years. And that's when all the famous stuff he did. Not all of it. He did some famous stuff other times. But um, Gary Yarovsky, I think he's well-respected. Just uh, they don't talk about him very much anymore. What are you going to do? Um, but Lucy, so you 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 went vegan as, at a pretty young age. And so how, how long have you been vegan? 
Well, I mean, since I, I started again, I didn't go back. It was since um, I was 20 and now I'm 26. So for okay, now, it's so six, six years. years. Awesome. And now I think that one of the reasons why people do kind of slip is because they don't get into activism. They don't encounter the ethics, like the, the real the real ethics. And, and you seem to have at this point because you are actually doing activism. Um what 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 got you into it how did you just a, a lot of people like you said they go vegan because they see this one i never really heard mosquitoes and hamburgers but i like yeah. it a lot because like it, it's totally true like oh we're killing mosquitoes to protect our to protect ourselves as we eat another animal this is perverse right this is so yeah it's for convenience like yeah it's nasty but not everybody. But not everyone gets into activism. So what gives? What what caused you to get up and get out and start fighting for the animals? Well, when I was a teen and I was when I was like first vegan, I went to like a few protests. Like I I, I tried. Uh, yeah. It was kind of complicated because I had to travel really far with my mom, and she wasn't even vegan. Like it was mm. really awkward. Uh, and I tried leafletting, uh, but then I very you know fast gave up. Um, and then, and I was talking to people about it and I was really bad at it, uh, especially, you know, friends and family, but it's, imagine a very angry and depressive teen because of what she knows about the, you know, the Holocaust is going on. Yeah. So yeah, I wasn't very good, <laughs> like very, very aggressive. Um, but, um, yeah, so apart from that, like it was actually just last year, um, I, I really regret not having started, uh, started, um, not having started to look into what I could actually do instead of feeling powerless. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of vegans feel really powerless and yes. that's why they don't get into activism because they think that, well, what I'm going to do is not going to, I'm not going to be good enough at it or like I'm going to make it worse by not having the right arguments or something like that. I know that I had a lot of futility on my mind about this thing. So that was a big problem for me, but I basically last year in August, uh, <laughs> It's interesting I had started like I, I I was limiting my social media so that I wasn't addicted too much and wasting my time. Yeah. I was trying to find you know like what am I gonna do like with my life? I want to contribute something, but I don't know how. Mm -hmm. And and so I, I forced myself to kind of like figure things out like this by cutting some social media time out. And it made me realize, oh well, I could do some environmental activism with Sunrise. And I had left before because they were not vegan. Uh -huh. And I came back and it's like, well, anyways, it's better than not doing anything. So I, I went. And so I stayed there for a few months and, and uh, I, I learned some ways of doing activism and um, the canvassing method, you know, like. Um, right. And, I, I, and that was my first introduction. Have to you heard garbage. about like that door to door canvassing? Yes. That's what I was, Whoa. you know, I was doing that with uh, some politics stuff. Like uh, last year, there was some election or something. Like and yeah, I did that I've done with, that. Uh, wow, yeah, that's not that's done. that's hard to do. I've done that lots. Where you're like, yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> what are you doing in front of my? I'm like, oh well, you know, we've got these things coming up at the election this year, sir. Do I know you? <laughs> like, yeah, and you're in Montana, so it's even like, woo! You go across yeah. a lot of right wingers out there in Bozeman. Actually, it's a campus town and it's like oh. a, you know, so I mean, it's when there's a college, often it's more progressive. So we are kind yeah. of like a, an island in that sense, but there are also a lot of ranchers and farmers and conservative people. But yeah, or people raised by those people. Yes. Um, so 
yeah, yeah. So I was, that was my first introduction to that. And I was like, damn, that's awesome. I want to help with the outreach of this group. So I was doing that. And then I, I, I realized more and more like, okay, uh, I've been locking in the back of my head because of the sense of futility, the animals, you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. and, uh, and then it just, it, I couldn't stop because I was thinking I'm dedicating my time to doing this for the environment, which is very important, but I know no one's doing the animals. I mean, not enough people. What yeah. am I doing? You know, and the cognitive dissonance was there about the activism. And, uh, and so I started doing some stuff like organizing events, whatever, and, and more and more. And then what uh, kind of events would you start out with? Because I know you mentioned AV and like, I love, I love that you wanted to do activism because you felt like you wanted to get something and you just chose the closest thing. And I love that because I'm actually touring with someone who um, started out the same way as like I started out doing activist stuff. And I've talked to other people on this show. They're like, I start out with activists about uh, activism, about the environment or whatever. Yeah. Um, just to get like some skills and get a community. And I, I really, you know, it's hard for me as a vegan just to, to kind of prescribe that, but I get it. And I mean, I, if I look back at my activism before I was vegan, I was an activist for workers. I was really interested in workers' rights. And now I'm like, I, I, I rely on those skills that I kind of, I developed during that time and it's not something that I would go back and kind of prescribe to anybody else, but it seems like because of your geographic situation and maybe a little bit of, I don't know. I just, I love it. You know, you're in Montana and you're just deciding to start going out with an environmental group to try to get some stuff done. That's awesome. Yeah. And I actually left because they were not vegan and they They're like, I, I, I was talking to them about it and just, what we know about the environment and like it's like it shows the values of people when you bring up veganism in any context it shows really what matters to them and what they what's actually true yeah. about them um and i couldn't i couldn't do it and also it felt like a complete waste of time because when i mean to me because if you if you're like trying to make vegans you're tackling like the environment and the animal rights. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. And it's not about the environment, but that's like an extra yes, bonus. Yes, exactly. And if you're, but if what the opposite though is also true, if you are an environmentalist and you're not vegan, you're lying to yourself and you're lying to everybody else because you don't have a leg to stand on because you're you're doing the worst thing possible for the environment. Um, Nilf asks, uh, how long you been in Montana? Uh, six years. Six years. No, okay, five, so you went five. Sorry, <laughs> five years. So I gotta ask: um, Is 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 your boy husband? Is he? Um... Yeah, he's vegan. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't work very well. <laughs> I you don't know how many with... people. I'm like, uh, it's uh, yeah, hard. Yeah. Mm -mm. No, no. Uh, I I have actually the issue of like I haven't. Okay, I know this is controversial to some degree, but I I I own it. <laughs> I guess I I have a hard time hanging out with non vegans at all. On this channel, um, you are right at home because <laughs> I, I hate carnies. Don't like them. Well, uh, no sense. new carny friends. I don't like anybody who has a bloody mouth. Well, when you know what's going on and you know how freaking yeah. easy it is, and yes. how, and you're you're literally dedicating your whole freaking life to it. Um, yeah. No, I I'd rather be alone. And and the only time that I talk with people uh, basically that are non-vegan is when I do outreach. Um, and 
I don't know. And I, I have like, I'm kind of a misanthrope as well. I love like talking with activists, etc. but I'm not very social in general. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm not a misanthrope, but I hate carnies. You know what I mean? I like, I like vegans. I'm pro vegan. Uh, I like Same. other vegans. I'm not, I don't hate humanity because I love vegans. They're, they're I see my, what you mean. Yeah. That's little, my catch. A little, a little glimmer of hope. Yes. In yes. this in this sea of garbage, they're the glittering they're the glittering glass reflecting mo the moonlight in the gutter. <laughs> or the people, or the people that when you actually talk to vegan, like uh, to them about veganism, are open to it and are honest about it and actually freaking care. Yeah, or they don't even have to care, but just being honest that you don't have to care to not harm someone. Totally you know? right. You don't have you don't have to love animals not to harm them. Precisely. Yeah. So, but um, but then when you when you quit because they weren't vegans, how did you get into vegan activism? That's the real question. How did you make it happen? Well, I watched uh, online like people doing vegan activism, and I was like, okay, what are they doing? What can I do? I who'd, you, was, who'd you like? Who'd you like? Who's who are the ones that you like? Oof, I was watching. Uh, I was watching. Um, um, uh, Serena Farb, a born vegan. I like born, born vegan, vegan yeah. but she wasn't doing outreach necessarily. Uh, of course, Joey Carbstrong, like wrestling it, like all the people basically. Just uh, yeah. the yeah. big ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've been pushing Cliff. I've been pushing Cliff Grant yeah, a lot yeah. lately. Yeah, yeah. I'm Cliff Grant, fan. actually, too. I've, I've learned a lot from his outreach. So, uh, yeah, I'm a uh, big fan. <laughs> I, I was talking about him today with the media guy from. Um, from PETA, I was like, "Have you seen Cliff Grant? I fucking love this guy." Three questions, that's it. And he, I use that. I think, yeah, I, I think mean, he's I, changing the game because even um, Sheena, very vegan mom, was on. She does great activism, great outreach, and she, she's obviously uh, inspired by Cliff. I mean, I, I'm totally inspired uh, because I kind of want to stop doing all the yelling and screaming stuff and do more outreach. I do. I'm, I'm more used to the yelling and screaming thing. Disruptive protests? You mean? Yeah. 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 Protests, disruptions, that type of thing, um, which I think is great. And I, I really recommend that people get involved with that. I've done other stuff, but I want to do more like, you know, the nice guy stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like uh, what good guy, uh, like good police, bad police. I don't know. Uh, the, no, good, yeah, good, yeah, good, good cop, cop bad cop. cop. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to do that. So, uh, so you watch those guys, and you just got a camera and went out and started talking to carnies. What, what's the plan? Yeah. What, what, what do you do? <laughs> I started with like going and camp. I mean, I started with leafletting. Actually, I started first with organizing events like vegan potlucks mm -hmm. last August, and then I oh, started. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's good. a really good way to start. I think build a community um, too. It's a good way yes. to build community. Yeah, totally. Because people and, love sharing recipes, these motherfuckers. Yeah, and it's like a very them. soft uh, way to get into activism. It's important. It's very, I'm not saying that it's not uh, crucial to the movement. Actually, community is really important. But in terms of like how you feel like getting into it, it's easier yeah. than just starting with outreach or something. Yeah, um, I totally agree. I love it. So, yeah, I said that and then... I started going on camp and like yeah, I started leafletting downtown and then I went on campus and I had like a little sign like, Why aren't you vegan? <laughs> and I ran into like um um a former friend of mine who broke up with me because <laughs> of that conversation. Broke up with me as a friend, let's say. Yeah, um, I get it, I get it, I get and, it. And uh, uh I've broken up with lots of friends. I get I know uh, exactly what you mean. I wasn't very um good with rapport back then either. <laughs> so I wasn't that long ago, but uh yeah. And so, and then I started recording, which was so stressful and it still is, but then when you begin, that is so scary. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. 
But so did you get with, is that how you got in with AV or? or... I, I didn't do anything with AV actually. I started with with a free. Oh, that's what I meant. I'm yes. sorry. Yeah, yeah with a free. Similar. Uh, yeah, they are. Uh, that's what I mean. I, with, they have a similar, um, when they do their, their demo, when they do their demos, it's a similar look. So I, yeah, I got yeah. confused. But um, I love We The Free. They have that technological yeah. stuff and uh, three movies.wtf. They do good work. Um, how'd you hook up with them in Bozeman, Montana? Well, I founded a chapter because there was none. <laughs> oh, really? You yeah. founded a chapter. Okay. So you, yeah. you really uh, grabbed the rose by the thorns. Nice. Well, I was already doing outreach on my own. I was like, this sucks. <laughs> I mean, this sucks in some way because I want to also, I mean, I like both because mm -hmm. it's different like advantages to both but i yeah i i really wanted to see one and i was super excited that there wasn't one so i could start one <laughs> wow nice. because it's it's fun to be like yeah I, I, you know i started it um, yes <laughs> because i really like with Afria anyways so uh, yeah so we we started doing that since june i think do you wear the pig mask have you worn do you no paper mask Actually, we only do the uh, the three minute movie challenges because mm. uh, of like the number of volunteers, mm. um, and because of the strategy. And also, I've I've done a vegan Earth Day march actually that was before with a free, which was in April. Um, yeah, and it's I'm I have different thoughts about that now, but like it's it's a whole different discussion. But oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> kind of random. Sorry, but. <laughs> All right. Well, great. And so, and did that evolve or where are you at now with all of this? I still do the with the free uh, stuff. Now I just started this month helping out with some legislation thing. Uh, I mean, I'm just helping out as I can because I know nothing about it. <laughs> but, well, uh, tell us about it. What's going on with the legislation? I mean, that's always, I, you know, like I, I think a lot about how um, these waves of different isms, right? So like first wave fem environmentalism works really well as an uh, um, analog, like first wave environmentalism is about protection and conservation. And then second wave environmentalism is about uh, legislation and protection through the law, like the um, Endangered Species Acts and things like that. And then, or the environmental protection um formation environmental protection agency and then third wave is uh, public private partnerships and making business that makes more green things like green businesses and then the fourth wave is like uh, all together and um, i think major education and i think the same kind of thing is what veganism's following um so i really think that that idea of legislation is always an important component and um I'd love to find out like wh what's going on in Montana when it comes to that. The, the problem is I'm not sure I can divulge yet. <laughs> okay. But I can I can say something that is not making it di divulged. Let's okay. Uh, no spoilers. <laughs> yes. So there's like um, there's gonna be some type of an official something, mm -hmm. and um, we are trying to come against that. <laughs> so. I, that's not saying anything pretty good um, it's not like starting a law from the bottom i get it like, I, oh i, I mean? get it yeah because um they've recently gotten some really good traction in montana for the um oil rights that montana never turned down an oil permit and um the people the the youth of montana 
lodged lawsuits against the state saying that they are damaging the youth and they are selling out our future and they won and it's yeah. shocking and we're not really sure that, that will have any kind of real world um, ramifications just yet but it sets a precedent legally that is friggin groundbreaking and i can't wait to see what happens next because montana being the first one i don't think anybody saw that coming <laughs> you know that the youth is really activated there and it's exciting mm -hmm. i mean shit i mean where else would that you think that would be like a california thing but the fact that it's happening in montana is just like well there's a a, a very big outdoor mindset like a culture here mm -hmm. as well so that makes sense in some ways to me. Um, yeah. That they want to save the environment that they were born. They yeah. want to save the country. They want to save not the country, but like yeah. the um, the hinterland. The, Just um... the U.S. though. <laughs> no, I wasn't, the thinking, US. I wasn't thinking about the country. I meant like the um, the, the nature of the country, like the oh, wilderness. Oh, sorry. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. in English we say the country as in mm -hmm. like out in the country, you know, the, yeah. the hinterland um awesome uh why montana so your husband's from there or what the heck he just moved here for a girl didn't work out stayed <laughs> oh and then you moved there for yeah. a boy and it did work out yeah and so you stayed so thank you girl that didn't work out with but <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a country girl yourself you're from uh from middle of nowhere france right so you kind of like I guess the... suburban it's more like that i guess yeah. Well, Bozeman's kind of suburban, right? It's kind of a college. Yeah, family. it's yeah. yeah, actually, yeah. This, yeah, it's, it's like weird because rises. here it's a city with like more nature than where I was in suburban in a suburban area, but they were it wasn't a city, you know, like it was yeah. like yeah, anyways, yeah. Is everyone there? Are they really excited about the show uh, Yellowstone with Kevin Costner? Do they really like that show because it's all about Montana? I barely heard it. I think my mom probably mentioned it because she's not from here. <laughs> it's probably I don't I, I don't really hang out too much. Uh, so I don't really know what's going on. Well, uh, do you what do you do in Montana? What do you do you have like a real job or is it all activism all the time? I'm a housewife. So basically nice. yeah, I can yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. I'm basically a full-time activist and it's I love it. I'm very happy like this. So I'm very fortunate. Nice. That's exciting. And and you found a vegan man in in Montana. Well, that ain't that ain't uh, <laughs> that's, that's nothing to sneeze at. Put it that way. You don't find that every day, do you? Do you guys have a uh, do you guys have a vegan community that you can kind of lean on and that you can hang out with when the when the moment uh, arises and you want to hang out with people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a really cool uh, vegan group here. So that's okay. really nice. Yeah. And it's a college town. Do they have uh, vegan options in Bozeman that you enjoy? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I, I don't really know what else to compare it to, but like, it just, it's very easy <laughs> to get a lot of different, I mean, when I'm talking processed vegan food, like very easy to get any option you'd like. Um, yeah. There's even a vegan restaurant. Um, there's even a vegan restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, to me, it's kind of like, whoa, uh, but... <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's funny because I um so I'm visiting Norfolk right now and Pete is in Norfolk. So you'd think that there would be like some. Uh, no, there's not really any vegan restaurants. There's a lot of restaurants with vegan options. So they're really up on that. But yeah, there are no like just 100 percent vegan restaurants. And everyone's like 
because I'm a little bit of a purist. I'm like, I don't want to eat there if it's not a vegan restaurant. They're like, Sky, you're going to die. You're going to go hungry here. <laughs> <And> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'd rather go to Whole Foods or something and pick myself something up and prepare it by myself or eat a microwave vegan burrito than go to a well, restaurant. Well, at least, uh, I was going to say, at least maybe you'll be healthier. But no, if you eat that, <laughs> probably not. No, no, no. I just not will eat. Bad, but- you know. I'll eat less. That's for sure. I'll eat, drink more water. I'll, you know, I can. <laughs> you could go a long time. I mean, Gary Orofsky went on a hunger strike when they put him in jail. So, you know, I think if yeah. I went to jail, to the sucks same. Sucks but it sucks. It's true. It does suck. You know, what are you gonna do though? I mean, live on potato chips and peanut butter. That's what I'm saying, man. When I moved to Las Vegas, I lived on gin, martini, olives. And um, a little bit of vermouth and peanut butter. That was it. That's all I had. And uh, I was I was happy. I was happy. It was good times. But <laughs> I don't think I could live off. I don't think I could live off that anymore. I'm not a young man anymore. Um, do you uh, do you enjoy anything else in life besides? Uh, do you have any fun um, outside of of doing uh, vegan activism? Something that makes you tick otherwise? Uh, yeah, I like um, I like running. Uh, oh, I like, okay. I like um, <laughs> um, I like okay. That's a little embarrassing for some reason. Um, I like um, Sim Sims videos. <laughs> Sims so videos. Random. It's so random. Yeah, it's basically let's plays. It's super about random. of Sims like watching yes. the, them like the humans in the pool. What? Yeah, I mean, like the Sims, uh, you know, like the the video game, right? Like the where they're where they're humans, like those yes. them, those Sims, not like not yes. like lawnmower Sims or like flight Sims, but like the actual the Sims. Yes, yes. Interesting. It's random as hell, and I like. I mean, play? I watch a lot of vegan. I, I like a lot of vegan content. What did you say? Do you play Sims, or are you just like yes, watching a other people bit, play Sims? Yes, a little bit, but I'm a little lazy, so. <laughs> I watching other people's <laughs> yes i know i know i know i'm i'm made from of uh, by my husband about this but uh... <laughs> does he play or does he like watching no. it no 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 oh my god i mean we i mean i do i don't know i i read i do things like that like just really normal do you read you read like animal rights books all the time <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to gauge. I'm trying to gauge like <laughs> how much has it taken over your life, and it seems like pretty much. I think all... it's ninety uh, percent of my time is vegan stuff. But apart from that, it's like turning my brain off with movies and things like that. Yeah. Got it. She likes The Sims, and <laughs> I like Tetris. Awesome. Everyone's saying they, they yeah, I've The Sims. <laughs> Ask which Sims three, four. Uh, the Sim players want to know. Yeah, I, I I watch Sims Four, but I I have a lot of issues with Sims Four. But <laughs> is there controversy not... around? Swiss yes, Sims actually, yeah. But What's anyways, the <laughs> yeah, there is a controversy between the different Sims games. What could possibly be the Sims controversy 4? about a game about making Sims fake people? Sims Four sucking. That's what oh, it is that, compared that does... to the other ones. But you know, it's a whole whatever. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you know what's kind of interesting, and it, maybe it's not interesting to you, but when I was in college, one of my friends was working for EA and Ooh. he worked on Sims. And he worked on one called um Spore, I think it was called. A game called Spore. It was a sim that like turns into a it evolves into a creature. 
but he worked on Sims and he worked on a lot of games. And he said that like all the people want to work on Sims, but the big money makers are like EA sports, all the sports games. And they're like, those games are so boring to make because once you make them, there's not really much changes. You're just changing skins of players and stuff. And like, They, no one really likes making those games. They really want to work on the kind of new games and new ideas. Or with Sims, there's all these interesting things because they have all these other Sims like Sim Ant and Sim this and Sim. There's all these different mm. Sims, right? But um, he always said that it's just getting worse and worse. And as EA, like, because they bought the other one, Activision, I think. I forget what bought what, but like once... EA got its clutches. It was kind of like making the games worse for the games that the game makers really love to make. Um, yeah, I, I, when I watch videos of the Sims 2, I'm like, yeah, okay, the graphics yeah, my friend made Spore. worse. Sorry? Huh? What? Say it again. Oh, my friend, they're saying they like Spore. And, and I, a I lot of people like it. I never played it, but my friend um, in college made it. He was the main guy who made Spore. Yeah. But I was, anyway. was going to say, um, with The Sims, like, I'm shocked to see when I see The Sims 2, because that, that was before I started playing video games. Uh, but, like, with Sims 2, like, the, the game is so much richer, mm -hmm. so much more rich than, than The Sims 4 in terms of, like, the base game and whatever. Like, yeah, it's, it's so much more funny as well, which is sad. <laughs> But, uh, Very Vegan Mom has a question. Lucy and Sky, maybe. what's your favorite type of activism to do? Outreach, VR, group activism, direct action. And uh, Very Vegan Mom, her definite, I mean, I'm glad it's your favorite because you're hella good at it, Very Vegan Mom. Sheena is incredible at, at uh, outreach. What's your favorite, Lucy? Uh, I love organizing and I love outreach. And mm. I, I love, I love um, vegan discussions as well. So I don't know which one to choose, but <laughs> pretty much. Uh, <laughs> I think like I, I'm, I'm, I've been best at like disruptions and protests, but I really like doing um, more. I want to do more activism in the, in the vein of outreach. And I'm really excited. I want to do more education too, like straight up speaking engagements. And so I'm really excited that I'm going to be on the animal rights panel on the 23rd of September at the SoCal Veg Fest. So if anyone's going to SoCal, please uh, check me out because I'll be there at noon on the 23rd. Super excited about that with Jess McKay and Jane from um, Unchained TV. She'll be there. And, um, and I, and I want to do, um, well, I'm on this tour, which is all outreach and it's all like meeting people at their, at their place with this, virtual reality studio and and getting people into this empathetic mode where we can maybe have some common ground i'm really excited about that so education i think I'd, i'd like to do more of that more speaking and education but um outreach yeah. outreach is Speeches super cool. are fun i only did it once and i was like yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. awesome <laughs> it's fun it's exciting it's yeah. uh also because you work so hard on it and when you're done you're like Yes. You know, and, then, and also you're done, but you're also like post-mortem. You're like thinking about all of it. Like what would I do wrong and what can I do better next time? It's super cool. Yeah. Um, I, I'm an English. Uh, I mean, I still have a big accent, but I'm an English freak and I love just talking in English. So uh, giving a speech in English is just so much fun to me. When I was a teen, I would practice giving mm -hmm. speeches. Like, I know it's very embarrassing, but, but just because it felt good. You know, to speak in English. Oh, I and get it's it. It's a very good way to practice, actually. So, 
Yeah, I totally get that. And I would also like to protest that you do not have a strong accent. I have worked with many French people that I'd be like, excuse me, huh? What? What? Excuse me? Like, uh, he's a Nesthul. He's a what? A Nesthul. He's my boyfriend. My boyfriend, he told me when I come here. Nesthul. <laughs> Yeah, I, I dealt with that a lot. Your like, French self has an attitude. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because the Parisians, uh, you know, the Parisians have an attitude. But I also yes. have, I've known a lot of uh, Quebecois as well. And the Quebecois also have like a kind of a city vibe, like a city attitude, you know. But the the Parisians have like, they got a lot of attitude, man. Yeah. So, but I, I think... Um, I lived on. I lived near the border of France for about three years, and near the Alsace, and um, in Wissembourg and Strasbourg, they were totally fine and wonderful. They were great people. I love them, but um, people who are from France and move to America seem to have a little bit. Well. They don't want to learn English and they are not. Oh, that's not only them. That's all French people. Oh, you think? Not, oh, yeah. No, but like the younger generations, not as much because of the yeah. internet and things like that. But it's a weird thing in France. Like they hate, they hate like uh, learning, I mean, languages, but also they're just, they, they refuse to talk in English. And when an American comes to France and mm. they don't know how to speak French, it's a huge trigger for like French people, especially older generations. I, I always felt like they were fine because I speak German and I my French when I'm traveling gets better, but I'll be like, Où est les rues de Montagne? And like I could I could like uh, I can ask directions and stuff in French. They like, probably really love that. <laughs> they're usually pretty cool, yeah. And when they don't, if they if they say no, I don't understand, like it happened, I was like, uh do do uh do billet au Strasbourg, uh, s'il vous plaît, you know, like I like try to like and they go. Uh, no, I don't understand. I'm like, come on, you fuck. Like, no, je, je comprends pas. Je comprends. I'm like, come on. And then when I say, like, well, then, uh, parlez-vous allemand, motherfucker? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then when you, like, parlez-vous l'espagne? Like, I, I speak Spanish, too. Like, don't come at me. And then as soon as you do that, they're like, actually, I understand you fine. I speak yeah. English the whole time, you know? Like, yeah. That's happened a few times to me. Yeah, like they, they refuse, like they just want you to learn their language before you come to yeah. them visit the country. Well, I think they want you to try. <laughs> Which is a total... Yeah, and, I guess and, so. And most Americans, they should. Well, you should try. I think. I think that's a fair thing. Like most of them just want you to try. And like, I think try. it's also the aversion to learning a language. They just, it's not in the culture. Apart from yeah. younger people, it's a little different. I've noticed, but. Well, French culture is so strong and so beautiful. Like, and I love that about France too. Like they're really um, protective of their culture and I love it. <laughs> Even like, um, think about like what we, they had riots because they wanted to, they didn't want to raise the retirement age, but to 64. <laughs> and it's like, Americans are going, God, we have been beaten down. We didn't riot when they raised it to 68. We should have riot. We should have rioted. You guys are rioting at 64. God damn. They raised ours to 68. No one's rioted. No one even remembers. You know? Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's an aspect of uh, French culture I don't really like, actually. I mean, I think it's good to have like some kind of activism spirit, but there's I feel like there's a difference with uh, constructive action to create something that works better 
and yeah. complaining. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> um, I get that. I get that. I get that a lot. Yeah. It's always better to try to create something than it is to just complain. I think that's, I don't know if you caught it, but like Joey Carbstrong released this rant today that I was yeah. like, pumped about. You saw it? Yeah. yeah. I was pumped because like, I'll, I'll criticize people. I will, I'm not averse to criticism, but if you're just going to talk shit and not do anything, then I'm sorry. You're not, you're not part of this. Like you're an armchair cap, you're an armchair general, armchair, armchair quarterback, like, get out on the field do something you know like I, I i just don't i just can't i can't stand people that are doing nothing and will criticize vegan activists. well it's hard to take advice from someone who's not done it yeah well. or to take advice to take criticism like who the fuck do you think you are you've never done any of the shit that i'm doing you know and it's condescending it's like well do you think i don't know what you're saying like i've yeah. done research i've done some stuff I'm, i don't know a, a lot a lot but I mean, if you if you are like an outreacher too, I will take you way more seriously. That's for sure. Absolutely, that's what I mean. If you're out here trying, I take it seriously. It's the same thing with content creation. Um, like I love, I love constructive criticism. That's not my problem. It's when people are talking shit, and you're like, wait, so how many YouTube channels did you start, motherfucker? You know what I mean? Like I'm cool. Like, hey, Sky, I think you should do shorter videos or something. I'd watch more or something like that. I'm like, oh, well, thank you for the feedback i love that thank you but when someone's just gonna talk shit i'm like are you putting are you doing fucking 11 live shows a week let me call me up when you're doing 11 a week you know what i mean like i can't stand that shit lucy munson i can't stand it i love also what he said in the in the video about like uh instead of like focusing so much on each other we have to refocus on our activism use what you don't like in other activists to make your activism better because it's also like an ecosystem of activism right so what's gonna like we need a little bit of everything but either way even if what they're doing is very wrong yeah you can talk about that but it's still an opportunity cost because you're not focusing on your own activism and doing more for the actual victims so totally and i think that uh, i think that community building is super important but i and i and that's what this channel is about but I do always want to focus back. And I think anyone who watches my stuff will know that I always bring it back to the animals. I always bring it back. Like I will, I, I'm all about hating on carnies and all the rest, but it, it always has to come back to the animals about veganism, about compassion, about justice, about rights. And if we are focused on those ideals, I believe that we'll be able to create a better world for well everyone, but mostly, mostly, mostly for the animals. Uh, That's what it's about. <laughs> <what's that? laughs> but it's what it's about. So yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. So. Well, I mean, like you said, the environment and the rest. There's bonus. There's you get bonuses when you um, when you do the right thing. It turns out, you know. Some people call it karma. I don't know. Did you see Jamie's corners disrupted the? coach fashion show that was her huh yeah she got um it, w- it was on the news it, it made it on entertainment tonight nice. j-lo was in the front row and um they went on stage with coach kills animals PETA. it had PETA logo on it so it must have been um pretty extreme yeah it's pretty awesome i love it did you see that one with the lady in the she had a full um cat suit on that looked like a skinned animal and it said, um, 
you know, the, uh, said uh, Coach Coach Leather kills. It was unbelievable. Nice. I loved it. Yeah, it was on the news. It was on the news this morning. Great disruption. I love it. Back to fashion shows. I think it should. Anytime J Lo or any of these jerks shows their face, I hope something like this happens. I want their names to be synonymous with killing animals. I mean, I'm sorry, J Lo loves Coach. Then I hate J Lo. How about that? Like, I think that's fair. I don't know about how you feel about that, Lucy, but you're on you're on camera with me. I mean, I think that's it. fair, okay, especially sure. when we are the advocates for the animals. Like, obviously, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. I know. I need to know who her favorite editor is. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's you, <laughs> Brian. Is like, okay, can I have a compliment, please? <laughs> it's you. <laughs> he's editing my videos now. He's doing oh, Brian videos. edits your videos. Oh, it's also because I have a second editor. Okay, you're both my favorites. Wow, I need to get an editor. <laughs> I don't have an editor. Damn they it. They do different things. So, you know, it's it's different jobs. So, can't really damn. compare too much. I need an editor. Who wants to be my editor? God damn. No one no one ever helps me out. Come it's on, awesome. Guys. I love I it. I hate editing. <laughs> yeah, I love editing, but I, I need help. I don't have enough time. Oh, yeah. I'm out here. I'm out here doing I'm traveling the country helping helping the animals. Damn. Um, vegan vegan haunt asked, "What's Coach Coach Leather? It's a very famous kind of high end um, leather company. They make bags, car interiors, clothing of all various sorts. A Coach bag could run thousand into the thousands of dollars. Um, even a keychain from Coach could go for hundreds of dollars. It's a high end haute couture leather company. It's um, it's disgusting." I think they I think they deal exclusively with leather. I don't think they do like the exotic animals like uh, Louis Vuitton and them do. But uh, or Hermes, you know, they do the exotic animals. I think Coach just does. I could be wrong, but they they're basically a skin. They they sell skins of animals. That's the right term. We should we should use that more instead of leather. Leather. It's totally more, right. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's less euphemistic. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. It's the crappy section of an airplane too, coach. Yeah, it's true. It also is that. <laughs> it's also that. Um, great. Lucy Munson, thank you so much for joining me. Is there anything that you'd like people to know and where they can find you? I, I've already put your links in the show notes of this video and on our Facebook. If there are anything else where people you'd like to direct them or, or let them know what you're up to next, uh, let yeah. us know now, please. Yeah, we have a, like this show that I talked about, the vegan radio show slash podcast. Uh, it's called Animalia Hour. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a vegan show. So we do a new show every uh, two weeks. And we also have shorts on YouTube and we're on Spotify as well. So and on Instagram. Ooh. So come check us out. Instagram too. That's yeah, we were communicating through Instagram. So absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait to see what you do next. Um, thank you for everything you're doing for the animals so far. And uh, thank you for hanging out with me on a beautiful Friday evening in uh, in Virginia. Thank you so much. Thank you for what you do for the animals as well. And that was really a lot of fun. So I appreciate fun. you. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Don't forget to follow and, and subscribe and take it easy. Bye, Lucy Munson. Bye. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Colonies can fight for themselves. Don't fight for
themselves. This is a shot of all figures. Well, to answer your question, Angelo, yes, there is a video of it. It's all over the internet. It was on Entertainment Tonight. It's on network television, so there's definitely video of it. Just Google J-Lo Coach Leather Disruption or something like that, or J-Lo Coach Leather PETA. You'll probably find it. Uh, you'll, de you'll definitely find it. It's all over the internet right now. Um, thank you, everyone, for hanging out tonight. Don't forget... We will have no no broadcast tomorrow, but on Sunday we have Vegan Sunday School with Lauren, Vegan Yoga Mama. She'll be on, and it's always, as always, it's a uh, open mic. So if you've got something going on with activism on in your neck of the woods, or you just want to come on and chat with us about your audacious vegan life, please do. I will put the link in the chat, and we can all hang out together. It is a a time for vegans to uh, to bring up activism and live their audacious lives together. Uh, meanwhile, I am I'm traveling down into Virginia tomorrow, and um, yeah, I can't wait to get my outreach started, my giant tour, my American tour, and uh, you'll get more content about that soon. Thank you very, very much. And um, I just want to mention one more time that we do have a new shirt out that says "Don't use animals." Don't use animals, which is my three-word definition of veganism. So um, think about picking one up, and I, I would greatly appreciate that. And also, thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers and our our membership, our channel membership subscribers. Um, you really do make the world go round, and I really appreciate that. And I also want to thank everyone who helped the GoFundMe campaign to get me to VegFest in Southern California next well, in a few weeks, I'll be there. Wow, there's a lot going on uh, to get me on the animal rights panel. I am extremely excited about that. It's such an honor, and it's an honor to—it's an honor that any of you bother to watch me uh, do what I do with my awesome guests that we have here. Um, so thanks. I appreciate you guys. And oh wait, look, there's a there's a troll. Hold on, let me ban a troll real fast. It's a channel for vegans. There you go. That's a band. Another band person. All right, we had to ban somebody before it was over. Guys, thanks again. Illegitimate non-carborundum. Don't let the bastards grind you down. Uh, I need you. The animals need you, and we need each other. So keep going. Stay strong. Vegan strength. Thanks. <laughs>